you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Hi, this is Father Skurdy. Thank you for joining us. Happy Easter. We're here at Holy Cross Church in St. Petersburg, Florida, and the choir is warming up. You're going to hear beautiful youth choir today during the blessing and at the entrance of Mass. Thank you for joining us. Let me hear from you, Father Lou Skurdy at Hotmail.com, and pass this on to your family and friends. Over my shoulder, I want you to notice Mata Dolorosa is now dressed in her white garments in celebration of the resurrection of Jesus. She was dressed in black the other day, Good Friday, and Merlita and the community have dressed her in the white vestments and garments celebrating the resurrection. Thank you. Today's gonna to be a special day. Keep, keep us in touch with each other through prayer and email. God bless you. Okay, what's today? Easter. I can't hear you. Ah, thank you. And, well, say what? What would you say? Something else? What'd you say? Got a little side here. Christ is that. That's what we want to hear. And Easter celebrates. Amen. A little celebration would hurt, right? Thank you for inviting me to be here once again. Uh, this is a beautiful church, beautiful community, and I know your new pastor has been uh, announced. And. I think for the years of his service, Father John has done wonderful and kept this parish afloat in more ways than one. He's very efficient and um, um, humorous, right? Like dry kind of humor, like charcoal kind of humor, but he needed incense to spark up that humor. That's why we love him, love him so much. Let's begin our celebration in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we raise our voices to praise our God as we praise him in our Gloria. Glory to God in the highest. And there are people on earth. You look handsome enough to make First Communion. Are you making First Communion soon? Whoa. Yes. We just read it. I thought you were, you're behind. You got to hang up so your bunny got to hang on with me. But I'm saying raise our voices and, and, and you all have to do something. Uh, you know the music, musician's name is Bunny, right? So what do you say today? Happy Easter Bunny, right? <laughs> and and now, come on kids, move it, that's it, what is this? You all look so handsome today and pretty and all that good stuff. That's four of you, that's it? Everybody else is celebrating? Ah, nice. Who made First Communion already? Who's made First Communion? No? Oh, you're lying. Lie to a priest on Easter? No, no. Who's going to make First Communion? Someday. Someday? Eventually, right? What's your name? Wait, Michael? No, Cooper. Cooper. Oh, my, my niece's boyfriend is Cooper. That's nice. If he, if he is as handsome as you are one day, that'd be wonderful. So, Cooper, are you going to carry the, the Holy Gospel for us? Sure. Sure. Okay. And 
What is going to be the main thing we read about in today's gospel? About God. About God. Well, what, go ahead. How Jesus rises from the dead. Amen? Amen. Very good. Okay. Carry the Lord's word and learn from it. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning, while it was still dark, and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them they have taken the Lord from the tomb and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. Both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived first at the tomb. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths and the cloth that had covered the head of Jesus, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. The other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. For they had not yet understood the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of Easter of our Lord Jesus Christ. Happy Easter. If we take a few moments and we contemplate, we might ask ourselves, what are the reasons and what are the symbols and what do they represent around Easter? The symbols of darkness into light, the symbol of death 
into new life, dryness into water, despair into hope. Easter is our time to remember who we are and to integrate the message of Easter into our lives, into the lives of a very narcissistic, negative world that we're in. It's our time to face the contradiction of the bloody Christ versus the glorious Jesus Christ. It's our time to not focus on the suffering Jesus, but the glorious Jesus who conquered suffering and invites us to follow him. This is the time of forgiveness when Peter denied Jesus. He could have despaired, but he returned to Jesus and Jesus forgave him. Not so with Judas, who was wrapped in darkness and despair and who destroyed the life that he was given. It's time, as I think of a friend of mine who just returned from the Holy Land, said, you know, going to all the sites, they were there 10 days, he said, we saw almost everything, and, and we listened to the commentary of the guides. After you're there that much time and, and you've been walking the, the streets that Jesus walked and entered the sepulcher and, and the place of his birth, Atheists can't, don't have an argument any longer. He was really there. And we have so many facts from Pontius Pilate Praetorium to Herodias's palace to where Jesus Golgotha died. Well, the resurrection gives us the insight to look at history with the eyes of faith. And the resurrection is a remembrance of what Jesus is all about the healing presence of the Father. The fact that Jesus sends us into the world to imitate him and follow his example comes to us most clearly today on Easter because all the stuff of the world is pushed aside and he, and he resurrects. And it's not like the resurrection of Lazarus. He was resuscitated and comes back to life and eventually, we presume, of course, Lazarus dies again. Not so with Jesus. Not so with Jesus. See, when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, he told his family, take off those cloths. Free him, unbind him, let him go free. When we look at Jesus' resurrection tomb from the eyes of John, we see that the, the cloths that wrapped Jesus weren't just discarded, weren't pulled off, but neatly folded. You might say, why that example? Why that little piece of tidbit? Because the resurrected Lord is now alive, not just resuscitated. He had, with the energy and the life force of the Father, come back and broke through the bond of death that holds all of us. And he was able to neatly organize himself, you might say, and fold things up. Because he had a mission to continue. It started with his birth, the cross, and now it continues through the resurrection. This resurrection Jesus comes back to us to guide us.
to show us how to live and, and to prove to us that nothing can keep him down and nothing can keep we who follow Jesus Christ down. And it's not just a spirituality, like a, a new wave kind of thought in the skies and the sun and any, any other little uh, tidbit kind of religion. No, this is the resurrected Jesus giving us his own spirit. That we breathe his spirit. We're not living spiritually, we're living physically. And who's more the epitome of God's gift of humanity and spirit than Jesus Christ? So Jesus, the incarnate word of God, comes to us and goes through all the stuff that lead him to death. And you know the stuff, you know the stuff. What, what, what condemned him? was his faith in the Father. What condemned him was his love of the poor. What condemned him was putting down hypocrisy. What condemned him is standing for justice, standing for what was right, standing for the poor, standing for the, the marginalized, staring for the leper, staring from the prostitute. He stood up for all those and that got him killed on earth. His physical body. That's important to realize. Because throughout the world, even today, people are standing up for their Christian faith in Egypt, the Middle East. And some of them are dying, physically dying for that. But they are not dying to eternal life. I guarantee that. They are lived. They're living in the body of Christ and have absorbed his spirit. Not his spirituality, the spirit of Jesus Christ. And because even though they die and are buried, they live because they're living with Jesus Christ. You see, God, God sent Jesus for a purpose, many, many, many purposes. And I think one of the main purposes was to continue running the world. God, the Father, the Creator. We screwed up. Our ancestors did. And sometimes we do a good job of that, too. So he sends Jesus to continue his work through humanity. Through the perfect man, Jesus Christ, imbued with the Holy Spirit of the Father, he sent into the world to continue creation, to continue justice, continue feeding the poor, continue fighting for the preferential option for the poor, continuing the ministry that the Father began at creation. When he loved us, that he poured himself out physically to show us what was available in the world today. And now it's up to us. And Easter, I think, reminds us that God acts through the church. And get off your high horse, God also acts outside the church. Where there is good, where there is love, where there is justice, God is there. Whether that is recognized as the Christian ideology, theology, or faith, or not. When we participate in goodness, 
when your brothers and sisters who are not Catholic or not even Christian participate in justice and rights and feed the hungry, we are all participating in the plan of God, epitomized in Jesus Christ, because he lives, because of the resurrection. It's our way of continuing the Father's word and, wor and ministry in the world, isn't it? I recently interviewed the permanent observer of the United Nations to the Holy See, Archbishop Auser. And one of the things Archbishop Auser said when I asked him, what, what basically is the role of the Holy See, the, 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 the Pope's uh, position there at the UN as, a, as, a, as an observer? And he said, it's using the church's wealth of experience dealing with justice, peace, and poverty to govern the world. The church's ministry comes from the Father and given to us by Jesus Christ. So our job is to govern the world, not as terrorists, but as lovers. Not as megalomaniacs, but as servers. Don't forget, not an incident and not an accident that the night before he dies, Jesus washes the feet of his friends and says, you have to do likewise. In the 21st, 23rd, and who knows how many more centuries we'll have before he returns. We are ministered to by Jesus Christ and are sent on this day, resurrection, as a reminder, resurrection, because it happened years ago, reminding us to govern the world, to bring his ministry into the world. And, and we can't stand by and let the world do good stuff and we sit by and watch them. You see, we're not a private institution. Faith is not privatized in us. When the government that represents us throughout the world, doesn't matter where we are, does justice, we stand right there with the governments. When they're not, we pull back and we fight for justice and we feed the poor and we fight for the rights of the immigrant. We're not privatized. This is not a little exclusive club this organization, the body of Christ, the church, this day, 2,000 years ago, was mandated to continue to govern the world. And I think today Jesus comes back and he wants us to get busy. Again, you know, we, we get lazy, we all know. Think of a diet, right? How many, how many, don't, don't raise your hands, I don't embarrass anybody. How many started diets in their lives? How many started diets at the beginning of Lent? Don't raise your hands. We have goals we set up and we screw up. Okay. But the goal of Jesus Christ is never thwarted. His goal is there, and he's constantly inviting us through the Eucharist, through the sacraments, through our baptismal promises, constantly inviting us to come back and keep governing the world, bringing his word, his life, his example to the neighbor who's a pain in the neck, to your relative that you don't want to talk to, to, to the, the stranger in the street. That's Jesus' work, and it's your and my work.
to govern the world and to bring into the world justice. And again, it's not up to Christians to be the only people who do justice and do good. Jesus is the epitome of God for us, the epitome of what our ministry that we celebrate on Easter is all about. To go out to each other, to celebrate and put a smile on our faces and, and, and gloriously be proud of the fact that Jesus came for me, every one of us individually. Proud of the fact that I, we, are baptized into the Spirit of Christ. And when you hit the water in a few moments, you know we do the promises at the creed, and you know I bless. So you know I'm going to hit every one of you with holy water. <laughs> Even that guy way back there. You can hide, but I'm going to find you. I got my sprinkler, I got the holy water, I got this server. When that water hits you, you remember why it hits you. Because we're members of the body of Christ, commissioned to govern the world with love, commissioned to do his work. This holy resurrection of Jesus is our mandate to bring his message into the world. This Jesus, as, as the apostles say, who is exalted at the right side of the Father, but who remains with us always until the end of time. Be with John, peek into the tomb, scratch your head, and believe. He is risen. Do you believe? Yes. Really believe? Yes. Get ready to be blessed. Let's stand to proclaim our faith. <clears throat> My friends, on this holy day, we tell the Lord where we stand in the world, and we tell the world where we stand with the Lord. And so I ask you to proclaim your faith. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered death, was buried, and who rose again on the third day and is seated in glory with the Father? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and everlasting life? And may Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us new birth by water and the Holy Spirit, and bestowed on us forgiveness of our sins, bless us and this water that we use as a renewal of our faith. Now, if you think I didn't enjoy that, you're nuts. <laughs> I got it too, but you got more. Lord, hear the prayers we offer you as a community of believers. 
for ourselves and for those special needs in our lives. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too. And with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus. Made for you. 
Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.